We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. All right, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, the Notre Dame podcast. So I guess we'll talk a little Notre Dame. You know, the natives, they're getting a little restless. Um, second year. You know what? Let's kick the door down, left. That's what we do. We spin it different. We can have a, If people don't like the conversation, that's fine. Hey, I'm going to go ahead. Across the landscape of college football, amongst former players, regardless of what school they played for, mm-hmm. it's a lot of people that come from the, the same culture that we come from that are pulling for Marcus Freeman. I don't think I don't think people understand that. Like, it's a lot of people that might have graduated from an SEC school that work in the same industry as us or are doing whatever they want to do. It's a lot of people. Pulling for Marcus Freeman. Like they understand the gravitas. Being at Notre Dame and him becoming successful and how it can impact certain things down the line. Like, let's just be honest about it. Now, I put it out front when they hired. I said it on this podcast, I said it on other podcasts. Hey man, if you're not gonna give him what he needs, don't hire him. If you're going to have step, don't put that dude. Yeah, he seemed crazy if that's how they're doing. Well, you know, you don't turn down your first job. I, I can't even front. Not, you know, I don't know what his, his salary is, but you're not turning down millions. And well, they tell you, hey, we're going to handcuff you your whole time. We're going to handcuff you, but you can Tommy, take it. Tommy Reese was hired before he was hired. He was already handcuffed. That's what I'm saying. You He didn't have to. He would have been like, whoa, that would have red flag number one. All right, now I don't know if he could have said, Oh, I don't know if he had that much leverage left. Come on, we're we, we keep, we, we keeping it a buck now. I don't know if he had that much leverage, so he had uh, to instead of Tubbs just said what he had said to his wife at home. You know, once he had heard the news, he was like, I Can't believe they hired this Tommy guy already. Like, I thought we was it's but it's something that Marcus Freeman, which we talked about, has only gotten worse because from then. It became now you gotta say these speeches I'm writing for you. 
Now you got to take these unnecessary falls they, on the they floor. Just, they just gave him a couple of bullet points left. I don't think they wrote the whole speech for him. Well, he embellished on it. It sounded like a speech. <laughs> He's like, you, you took the bullet points, made them paragraphs. I just want to know, knowing the obstacles that have been there, how is he viewed? the job he's been able to do to this point. Like, you know, the the Louisville game is something that, you know, that's tough. I, I can't even, Ohio State game, true story, man, because Malik and I, we went to the Ohio State game, and as soon as they scored, I looked at Malik and I said, man, get me out of here. Just get me out, get me away from this stadium, this this city. Like, I I was done. Not losing like that. Like, if we lose because you're the better team, all right, cool. I can deal with that. If Marv comes out and goes seven for, like, 130 and two tuds, and I'm like, okay, I can rock with that. I can't. Losing like that, oh, man, that, that hurt. But even in the midst of that, man, I, I just had this feeling that, Number one, he's going to get the job done, number one, because he will be the first head coach that does not have the pressure to go undefeated in order to get to the playoff, which I think well, will just, be huge. Well, that, would be in, well, that would be ending after this year, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Start but, next year, the expanded playoff. I, look, I think he's going to succeed. And to this point, knowing the obstacles he's had to deal with, I'm 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 cool with the job he's done. That's cool or happy with it? I I said cool. I didn't say I didn't say I was shouting <laughs> in the pool. I mean, the, at the front of the church. I didn't say that. But because I have an understanding, the Ludwig situation, the you know the uh, Shepherd situation, and him ended up in Washington instead of ended up in no. I understand the obstacles, right? So, you know. They're unique obstacles, though. I don't remember the last time hearing a head coach at a P5 school like Notre Dame not be able to secure coaches they're interviewing. They're taking in interviews to coach to, to, for guys to level up. You know, it's not like we're – like, for instance, Alabama took Tommy seamlessly. Nick Saban didn't travel around the country scouring for offensive coordinators all around the world just to hire somebody in-house. Nick Saban was, was at his he lake wasn't house. Even, uh, he wasn't even on campus, bro. He wasn't even on campus. Didn't even greet Tommy. Zoom call. He had, to, he had the little recruiting girls show Tommy around like he was a recruit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Marcus Freeman is by himself traveling the world, going to Kansas and Florida. We, he went all around the country. News is traveling with him. Marcus Freeman's over here interviewing this guy. Marcus Freeman's traveling down there interviewing that guy. And then on the bottom of the ticker is, oh, we just didn't come up with anything. What? With all the money flowing and and, 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 and and things changing in college football, especially how coaches rotate like musical chairs, now all of a sudden we just can't secure a coach? It was the buyout left. The buyout was too much. Yeah, yes, I don't understand that. They want to be good scores. How much was Tommy's buyout? I'm sure Notre Dame got a nice little check. <laughs> If we if we so willing to let coaches get bought out, why can't we buy coaches out? I have never done it's happened in the same year. The same Matter of fact, just take the Tommy buyout. And just hand it right on. So it's it's really no excuse at this point. We done broke it down to what is really going on. So here's what here's what I think. And I without a doubt think think Marcus is gonna be successful there. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I think one of the the hardest things, and I had this conversation with him, is when to say no. He had to learn how to say no. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that he's fully, because I think it's one thing to be a first time head coach and you at Kent State. Right, right. Bro, this dude is a first time head coach. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't even know what to call it. An unbelievable an elite program. I don't even know how to, to say that. Winning the lottery. The, of, we won the lottery of coaching, literally. You, you don't see that happen. So I think the maturation process of him becoming this coach is going to be a, a process. Because he has to go through that. I mean, you bring up Nick Saban because Nick Saban has proven to everybody this is what I can do and this is how I do it. But he also learned at some, he had some other stops along the way. And yeah, you can be the associate head coach, you can be the assistant, you can be whatever you want to. But until you are sitting in that corner office by yourself, because when, you hey, when you're just a linebacker coach, you're cool <coughs> with everybody, everybody's your buddy. Right. And as you become that coordinator, you got more people that are answering to you. And now all of a sudden you're the head coach. Now you got everybody in the building, plus the people across campus and, and donors that are putting up a lot of money. And, and you end up being stretched thin. And now with the with NIL. Oh, this thing is it's it's crazy now that the time constraints, because this past tour we had this summer. Every last coach was like, I cannot believe how much time I'm spending on NIL. 
Raising money used to be they do their little their 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 caravans in the summer or in the spring and a little bank they didn't have anything the else to do. Yeah. Right. Now they're raising money 24 hours a day because that that donor is sitting there saying, Well, you know, we need these new facilities. You're just tell they're saying we need the new facilities, we want to do this locker room. That donor is like, Well, no, nah, I'd rather put the money toward this quarterback or this tight end or this running back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the whole thing is just, you know, it, it's a process, man. And, and, you know, there was a time probably when, when Marcus took the job, he was probably, his face was probably plastered all over the world. Mm-hmm. Probably that first week, couple weeks, because it was such an historic hire and he had, done something that hadn't been done and you're thrust into that into that whirlwind and all you want to do is coach (laughs) you want to coach so i just think it's going to be a process and i I think it's always going to be important for him to make sure the people that are in the building the people that are on his staff are always there supporting him and Mm -hmm. not trying to make that next move because that can become a real problem uh, when you have some some other people on the staff that are trying to position themselves for your job or other jobs that are out there. Yeah, I, I, I do believe Marcus Freeman can get it done. It's just a matter of how much does the university allow him uh, the time to get done. I mean, you know, I think, you know, they've laid out a, quite a challenge to be able to have as many restrictions not bending too much towards what NIL is allocating for these guys. And then also at the fact that, like, we talked about on just keeping it real. I mean, you know, Marcus Freeman, first-year head coach, in a position where, you know, you're losing the guy that hired you in Jack Swarbrick. This almost a clean slate for a guy of Pete Provacqua who mm-hmm. is coming from a background where he's like, listen, if it doesn't start off hot, I could just clean slate of everybody. And I think it is a delicate position for a guy like Marcus Freeman, who's in, in most cases doing everything you can. Yeah. And sometimes when you do everything you can, it don't work out. It's not necessarily his fault how things, uh, you know, turn out, but it also is, is required of the other side to provide him all the resources needed to be successful. And we've seen in the short off seasons that he's had, they haven't been able to bring what many would believe if we provided Marcus Freeman with, we would have been off a lot stronger, not only recruiting, we probably would have sealed the deal on a lot of different guys that, you know, Marcus Freeman had in that position. I mean, we had Keon Keeley in the building. We had uh, Richard Young. We had Dante on the hook. We had Dylan Edwards coming, you know, a lot of what I think affected those guys leaving are the same things that Marcus Freeman is banging on the administrator's desk for to change, whether it be requirements of admission, something from the NIL and that collective, or, you know, something that, you know, could push us over the edge, which I think Marcus Freeman knows what it's going to take to get us over that. But if we're not willing to meet him somewhere in the middle, I think it just becomes you can only do so much before you know, you turn into the Brian Kelly mode of let's just go golfing. I mean, they only we're going to hit these quotas. 
we're going to hit these, uh, you know, we're going to make it seem like we're working hard. And then, you know, if I'm secured after getting 10 wins a year and I ain't going nowhere, mm-hmm. then, hey, you know, championship is just we might get it, we might not. And I don't want Marcus Freeman to fall into that. Yeah. And because that's just, there's no win from that. You know, you're not, you're not gaining anything more than what we've already had, which I think is the hard part of him accepting the job is that we've had 10 years of consistent mediocrity in a lot of stances instances only because with none of them years with all that consistency has made a, a championship out of it. Now, if he had a championship sprinkled in there, one or two in there, then it'd be the greatest Notre Dame coach ever. But Marcus Freeman can't even get that no more. He's got to be the greatest ever if he wants to stay anything longer than five years, in my opinion. He's got to come with a championship. Yeah, because, you know, as a head coach, he has to learn how to be a head coach. Like, I expected him to make some mistakes and, you know, evolve as a head coach in-game and all of that. One thing I know for sure, Marcus Freeman can get his team ready especially for big games. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a big game they went into where I could just flat out say they mm, they weren't ready. Uh, unfortunately, we really didn't consider Louisville but how much, a game. But how you much know? did the administration value that, getting the team ready to play? That's, hey, I'm just saying, if that's something he came to the table with, that's something he came to the table with. Now the other stuff, the mistakes, the penalties, you know, the Marshall game, the Stanford game, the Louisville. Okay. he. I think the team and the program, as they accumulate more talent, which they're doing, especially at the skill positions, right? In 24, they have a top 50 quarterback coming. In 25, they've already signed a top 50 quarterback. He's changed the narrative in the quarterback room in Notre Dame. That, already. You, you haven't had that since you, Ev, and Deshaun. That quarterback room hasn't been like that since you, Evan Deshaun. It hasn't. So now the talent is there. So now you answer that, this wide receiver core that people are complaining about, they're true freshmen that have been thrown into a situation where they have to be the number one option and the number two. And that wasn't the plan. The game plan. It wasn't the game plan. Your top returner receiver transferred to Ohio State. Deion Cozy was supposed to be a veteran. He – He's injured once again. Jaden Thomas, he's been injured. So, and then you got Chris Tyree trying to learn the position. Like, it's a tough situation. Um, I'm sure it's impacted the offensive line, Sam Hartman. But, hey, when you're an elite program, like Big Bro said, Ohio State might be going into this Penn State game without their top three running backs and their number two wide receiver. Well, guess what? Brandon Ennis and Carnell Taylor wait. And they nice that, too. That's <laughs> what. And I bet you they nice. Brandon Ennis had his first touchdown last yeah. week. So all of that, if you're an elite program, all of that, this guy isn't playing, that guy isn't playing, this guy transferred. No. Nah. You call yourself an elite program, next man up. It's just also <laughs> unfortunate, though, that Marcus Freeman's losses are just so glaring. You know, this guy on your team that on the basketball team or something, they, it's just like anything he does, you're just like, man, you just – can't get it right, but he he may miss a shot like everybody else in the team. But the shot he misses just so like memorable, and I think that's just the unfortunate losses Marcus has taken so early have been so memorable for a, a lot of people that you know he can't just lose a game and we move on. 
we lose Ohio State, we got to talk about it going into the next week and the week after and the week after. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. they're not going to let him they're not gonna let him move on and, 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 and grow in that process of learning. So it's, it's, it's just a tough position. I mean, hell, after the Oklahoma State game, he took over the team. Not went into the season with the team, right. took over another man team, and they blaming him outright. Oh, he should have did this, should have did that. So if you if you dealing with that, and you can't even get your off season right yet, it just shows that you're in a peculiar position. That if you go take the like, in my opinion, if Jack gonna take the hire of Marcus Freeman, mm-hmm. go all in on. Mm-hmm. I know, cause you, cause right now it looks like you was half-hearted and you was more convinced by the the people to hire him. Outside of it being okay, we're gonna bring this guy in. He's not gonna even coach his last team's bowl game. We got him so locked up and so secure and wanting to get started early and fresh. I don't know if Marcus Freeman can consider himself having a fresh start. That wasn't a yeah. fresh start. It was more of a. All right, we 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 taking you from fries and putting you on the register. That's right. what it felt. <laughs> no, no, he ain't going from fries to the register. He went from fries to to owning like a hundred and fifty. Fifty of right. He got places all over the world. That's but, right. but I, I will say this, and this is the part, and I mentioned we were talking about earlier when we talked about the West um, and administrators really having to take account of what they expect, what their expectations are going to be. I mean, it doesn't change at the top programs either. The administration has to understand what it takes in nowadays football to compete. I don't care about what happened 10 years ago. That's not what's happening today. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be in this game, because it, I mean, they can say what they want to. It's all about dollars and cents, right? It's all about dollars. If if you want to be in this thing and you're saying we need to win a championship, then you have to give your people the resources to win championships. And I know people throw Alabama out there. I do too. But they've got 16, I think it's 16. They got uh, the resources. Oh, yeah. 16 sports that, that, that football takes care of. And by the way, some of those 16 non-revenue sports do just fine. But so they're willing to throw all the money in the world because they, they've they seen championships. Yeah, yeah they but probably they added some time. sports because they yeah, have but, so much yeah, money for they've football. They've taken time to get there, right? It, <laughs> yeah. It's taking time to get there and or for him to get there. Um, you know, you talk about being a flash in the paint. You, you want to be able to sustain this thing and build it. The last thing the last thing that should be on administrators' minds at Notre Dame is trying to even remotely think about how do you change gears. Because yeah. you you mentioned it when you started, right? You said uh there there are a lot more people that are pulling for Marcus Freeman that they're than the standard first year coach. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're pulling for <laughs> Marcus Freeman and oh by the way, Notre Dame football too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's more like Marcus Freeman. We want him to succeed as a, as a black man, you know, out here. And then, oh, you coach Notre Dame too? That's just oh, you just okay. killing me. I, I, yeah. I don't like Notre Dame, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want him. I want that brother to do good. Yeah. Whatever he's doing. So, so, but but I think that's just the process. I think he's got to go through this process. I, I tell you this: he'll never find himself in a, in the position he found himself last season. No, last off season. That'll never happen again. 
But flip side, I think if he if he was if he got offered, let's say Michigan State said a hundred million, we take care of you up here at Michigan State. I think the blueprint of what he was able to do at Notre Dame would be supported more at a school with a fresh start like that. I don't think Michigan State wouldn't say no to Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman said, "I won't." Hey, bro. <laughs> I want a shower in my coach's office and a in a, a plane always full. Michigan State would oblige that, no question. I, I when you brought it up and our conversation left, I was shaking my head like. Then the more I thought about it, I was like, if I was Michigan State, you darn right, I would throw the bag. I'm, I'm, I'm throw the bag. You're darn right. That's All great. the obstacles he had to deal with in the first two years, you darn right, I would make, make it so out. easy for him, man. Yeah, and, and we need a coach that I mean something to shake up the Big Ten. He'll be the most popular coach in the Big Ten over Ryan Day. And they're out and they're no out restrictions. From under, they're out from under the up the previous contract with the previous coach too. Oh yeah, here, ten, here's your ten mil. Hey, ten mil. We just we just transferred accounts. We just wired it from one account to the other. I'm telling you, you know, it's opportunities out there. My, uh, Brian Kelly took that route. Mm-hmm. After, I mean, after running, well, I mean, I just look, of course, because I was like, yo, Marcus just said, I think Marcus is committed to the vision. You know what I'm saying? Wants to be successful at Notre Dame and with the expanded playoff. I think, yo, Marcus is all bought, he's bought in. He's bought in. He's all in. He's bought, he's in. bought in. I'm just speaking from the standpoint yeah, of, yeah, it got it. If, if I'm that administration, oh, you better believe. Oh, that's a smart play. If you I'm Michigan State, that's a smart play. Go get just like we told Under Armour that they need to release that clothing line. The Marcus they, Freeman they collection. They did it a little late. They did a little they late. Did they still did it though. They still did it. But the benefits, I think, you know, but no name needs to be aware of that. People of Aqua needs to be aware of that. Because if we keep denying this, brother, coaches. Uh, access to things, always putting restriction on recruitment. That will tire anybody out because then if we mess around have another nine, eight win season, we're going to say it's his fault. Mm-hmm. We're going to be like, but you, you're not bringing in the guys. You're not winning the games in the coaching situation. Now it's going to affect your coaching because yeah. you don't feel like you can do anything to to, to change it into the next season. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an avalanche effect, I do think, but for a guy that's committed as Marcus, he's more committed than anybody else. Yeah. I think that's what it's getting the, everybody sold on is that he's all in. He ain't just complaining. He ain't even complaining. He's just like, I'm doing this. I know it's rough. I'm following the sword of everything that happened. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, which is, you know, you, you look at where he's been and who he's, you know, who he's, Luke Fickle is his guy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they even had a lot of conversations, and, and I think it's just a part of man. You just got to continue to grow through this thing, man. And it's uh, it's never easy. And it gets like I said. I mean, you that that seat, that corner office gets real lonely. You think it's a popular place to be? Ain't nobody want to be in the corner office. No, you no. gotta go. Hey, Marcus Freeman, call. You gotta go see him. Oh shoot, <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh shoot! Well, hell, he's getting called. He's getting called offices too. He's yeah. getting asked to do a bunch of stuff too. Right. It's just not about you know. It's just not about his football team, and and that's the part where he he's growing and and will continue to grow uh, as a head coach. But going like with Michigan State, you first of all you call all the people that you you know that you can't get. Yeah, that's the first thing yeah. you do. You call yeah. everybody, and they got to tell you no. Yeah. 
Or in this yeah. day and age, you just work through you just work through agents. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. I, look, let me tell you something. I'll take it a step further as we get ready to transition and get out of here. Let that Cat Ryan Day lose one more big game against Michigan. I, I, I already know Ohio State. I already know if they replacing Ryan Day. Oh, you already know the first call. <laughs> you already you already know the direction they're going in. His, his best friend already went back to be the linebacker coach. <laughs> Left Notre Dame. It's like, yo, I, I hope the administration wakes up like, hey, we have a really good asset here, man. That's a tremendous asset. We got a man. And we might want to think about treating him a little bit better or doing things a little bit different to help him out. Or, hey. Somebody, somebody will throw the bag at them in a, the next year or two. Yeah, you can't. It's, we're not it's, no, it's no longer business as usual. No. And, and I think whether whether it's, uh, you know, someone in there to renegotiate TV contracts, whether it's, you know, the, I don't think that you can sit back as an administrator now or particularly right now at Notre Dame and say, well, we used to do it this way. Mm -hmm. That that old way of thinking, and that's not to say that that's the way they're thinking. I'm just, you know, talking out loud. Because what happens with this? Is what happens with former players, right? They say, oh yeah, we used to do that. These guys don't do it. They don't do half the stuff we did. They don't work hard. They don't do this. And it's like, dude, come on, man. You you not half the athlete these dudes are right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, right? Oh, we we could we mop the floor. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. But you can't just because something happened a certain way doesn't mean that there's not change. You 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 can't evolve. You have to be able to evolve mm -hmm. uh, to to be successful. That's why. I mean, it's it's crazy as you look at Colorado and what they've been able to do. And I mean. Rick George, the athletic director, who was, he was the recruiting coordinator when I was at Illinois, the assistant. I mean, he was in a position where, I mean, people weren't happy with the job he was doing. Mm -hmm. And he, he was not in the NIL, nothing to do with it. And then he decides, or he's, they figure it out, he and Dion get together, right? And what it's done for that program, it, it's it's unbelievable, 
right? I mean, the place is sold out. Now you can argue about how it's done, but they made a shift in what they had been doing in the previous years. It was not working. And now all of a sudden they couldn't pay for the advertising that they've gotten this year. They, I mean, I'm sure they've had to hire, uh, you know, more people in the admissions office to go through all the applications that are coming through that place right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, you got to continue to evolve and that's what happens. And the only time that really happens is when you're used to winning, when you're winning championships and you do things certain ways, right? You can get stuck. You can get stuck in that. And I think Michigan to a certain extent got stuck into, uh, you know, the way we used to do things back mm-hmm. in the day, right? They, they were upset with Rich Rodriguez when he came in, they couldn't stand it because he was throwing the ball all over the place. But I can tell you, had Rich Rod, just from fo- football standpoint, mm-hmm. if they kept Rich Rod in place, man, please, there wouldn't have been a there wouldn't have been a dip, right? Because he was just playing, just playing a different game, mm-hmm. than this conference was used to, and, and that was changed. But there was too big of a change that you know, they didn't want to take uh, as a fan base and, and an administration. So, you know, it, it's just about being able to evolve, and, and I think they will. They're going to have to because when you've got when you've got a coach to me of uh, Marcus's caliber and he's nowhere reached his ceiling uh, uh, as a coach, he's not, I don't think he's even close because he's just continuing to get better mm-hmm. uh, each week that you, you've got to make sure that that person is supported in every way he can. They're given everything that they need to be successful to get you your, what you want. You, you want to be in the national championship game, then make sure that he or she has all the resources that they need to get you there. And this is as simple as that. And, you know, there, there are enough bright kids out here that, that play at Man. an unbelievable level. Yes. That, that it should never be a question of whether or not we can get a, a kid in school. Because there are enough of them out here. And if you're doing the things and he has the resources he needs to, and NIL is going to be a big part of that, you know, you got to give it to them. But in saying that, Ohio State is losing kids to NIL. Oregon yeah. is losing kids to NIL. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a problem everywhere. Yeah. Hey, look, you and I said this the last time. <laughs> we, we have to get to the point as a program. It's a five, if it's a five-star kid in Chicago, it's not even a race. Yeah. It, it, it's no question where he's going. He's going to South Bend. And the fact that there was one sitting on the west side mm-hmm. and ended up at another school, <laughs> that that's not a good look. No. That, I don't know what the tipping point was, but hey, I'm just saying. I, I would tell you that, and I'll, I'll bring up Urban Meyer in this situation. Mm-hmm. Ain't a chance in hell. <laughs> that you lose a kid like that that's in your backyard. Like in, in Columbus, they're not losing, they're not losing that kid. Mm-mm. Right. They they lost Drew Allard of Penn State, who's an Ohio kid, but that's because Ewing is already committed. So they really, you know, what were they gonna do? Mm-hmm. But you know, these these big time programs don't lose players like that. And you know, you just look at it, I mean, you look at Brian Young. Man, Notre Dame came a call and it, there was there was no other option. It, it was, was a wrap. I think he had 
he was thinking about Illinois. He was thinking about other Big Ten schools. And like you, you said, Brian told me, he called me up. He said, "Hey man, I'm coming on my recruiting trip." Now you know I'm going to Notre Dame. I said, "Man, just come on, let's have a good time." He, he told you that, huh? Yeah, you know I'm going to Notre. I said, yeah, but, but what? I mean, at that time, it, it was yeah. Notre Dame. It's yeah. still Notre Dame. Yeah. So you you can't lose. You cannot lose kids that are that are within that you know four to three three hour radius around your program, whatever it is. You just can't you can't do it and. That that can't be acceptable, and you know they've got to do whatever they can do to make sure that it doesn't happen again. I'm sure that story. Our brother JP, mm -hmm. he tells me a story all the time. Adrian Peterson came on his visit and was like, "Yo, I'm going to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know." Because JP was hosting him. Yeah. JP was like, "Let's go to South Beach. <laughs> go let's kick it. Yep. Let's, let's go hang out. Like, yeah, you cannot." lose yeah kids like that and maybe a, a win over ohio state maybe it shifts things a little bit maybe it changes things but you know you missed the opportunity yeah. so now you know usc clemson you know two teams that you've beaten before mm -hmm. but go ahead close it out and uh yo just get better and evolve and yeah hope the you new way to be with the whole recruiting I mean, it's never over till it's over. True. I'd say that it's never over till it's over. So, you know, but you've got to have, and and I don't know that he does or doesn't, but I do know that when I look at programs who have been able to stockpile talent, mm -hmm. the dudes that are recruiting those assistants, they live and die with it. That's, I mean, that's, that's their life. They, they understand this is what I got to do. I need the players. This is this is what they do. They're going to when your head coach is your best recruiter. He can be your closer, mm -hmm. and he's got to be able to be your closer. But your head coach can't be your best recruiter. I don't think to be able to make sure that you are because everybody needs to be recruiting at that level that that your head coach and putting the time in that your head coach is putting in. It's hard when your defensive coordinator doesn't recruit. It's uh, just, it, it, hey, hey, it's hard. It's and that's hey, listen. That's but again, those are those are things that that Marcus Freeman has to figure out, right? Yeah. As as when he looks and he positions his his staff, right? That okay, if he's not if he's not going to be a great recruiter, how do we supplement him? How do we support him? Right. And put him in a position where he's going to to be able to be a, a de facto closer. So, you know, it, it, it's a process and it's a strategy to it all, to, yeah. to all of it. But unfortunately, you know, it, it's a year to year because you, you, you're not making changes and changing philosophies in the middle of the season. Our big brother, Howard Griffith, joined us today. Great conversation. The big game between Penn State, Ohio State, uh, the CFB weekend, yeah. uh, Jim Harbaugh covering Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame, hopefully running the table and uh, ending up with two losses on the season and winning a bowl game. It would be a step forward yeah. from last year. And like you said, going into next year, he will be the first Notre Dame coach, head coach that does not have the pressure of having to be undefeated, especially starting next season on the road against Texas A&M. Like, 
which goes back to what you said. Like, yeah, if you, I don't want, I don't think I want a first time starter <laughs> going into Texas A&M. Like, and I know Notre Dame is going to be a talented team next year, mm -hmm. but that transfer portal might be. Yeah, y'all figure it out. Figure out what's gonna make your team the best. Put you in the best spot. But I tell you this, Jack put him in. Hey, of, of all the deals, when you start talking about this this twelve team expansion, mm -hmm. I mean it is a it is a straight up layup for for Notre Dame now. Not mm -hmm. only that, but you know I, I think the importance of being able to have games on campuses is huge, mm -hmm. right? And so we know what kind of revenue Notre Dame makes on at home games. So. A two a two a two loss Notre Dame team is probably. Most years in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. If the schedule stays yeah. the way it is. Absolutely. Before we let you go, who comes out? You said you had Michigan. You think Michigan ends up coming out of this uh this triangle in the Big Ten? Yeah, I think right now uh, they do. Um, I just haven't seen uh, – and, and obviously they everyone's got to play each other and that mm -hmm. gets started this weekend – but right now, they they have fewer questions uh, than the other two. And I think the way they're playing, the physical brand, the defense, I mean, even though you can get off to some great starts on them early, even if, you know, you can beat Indiana, Indiana got off to a fast start on them. But by the second, third, fourth quarter, that thing was over. <laughs> you know, they have, you know, okay, well, here's what we go. Here's what Bro, we need to do. This That is real. I think I've watched the beginning of three Michigan games. Mm -hmm. And I turned away like, oh, Michigan is really struggling with these cats. <laughs> and I'll turn back like 40 minutes later, like, yo, what happened? Right. Like. <laughs> they beat you in the submission. <laughs> right. They beat you in the submission. So we're going to find out. But, you know, it, it's, you know, who knows, man. But. Right now, it looks like you know they are the the cream of the Big Ten right now. How do you see that uh round robin out west playing out? Is this oh, look man, that, that, that let me tell you something, man. I watched Notre Dame games at least twice. Mm -hmm. I think I've watched that Washington Oregon game three times, <laughs> and if it comes back on tonight, I might watch it again. <laughs> but that was a fantastic college football. Let me ask. Yeah. And Malik, I wish he was here because I said this. I said I didn't mind some of the fourth down calls by um, Dan Lanning. Lanning. Yeah. I said what I called into question is that every time they went to fourth down, it was almost like they didn't trust but Onyx to read the entire field. They always went to half field yeah. reads. And I'm like, usually, you know, fourth down – you have a list of plays for fourth down and two-point conversions. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, in the clutch, they want to give him, like, half-field reads? Like, that's your guy. On the roster, yeah. it makes me question. Now I'm starting to think, like, okay, wait a minute. What type of quarterback is he when we talk about transitioning to the NFL? Because if that's what you go to key moments, that's kind of sketchy. Yeah, they expect things to happen quick, man. Bang, bang plays, so you get mm -hmm. half the field. We, we should set this. This is what they've, you know, their tendencies have been uh, defensively to line up to this particular formation. And we always get a good look. But if you don't get that good look, then what? Mm. So, you know, that's part of it. But, you know, they, uh, they, they, they playing a different game, man. <laughs> that's all I know. They, they zinging that thing around and shoo. It's some Big Ten coaches looking like, really? 
we got to play them. Man, I know they don't have new quarterbacks, but so that all that means is they're gonna get somebody out the transfer portal. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I laughed because I wanted Michael Penix at Notre Dame when he was yeah. in the portal, and fans are like, "No," and I'm like, "Man, look, y'all don't understand. Yeah. Like this kid, if he can do that at Indiana, mm-hmm. his kid can go. He just couldn't stay healthy. That's it. And I think." I think that was a byproduct of him being asked to do so much um, mm-hmm. because it, it just wasn't him. I think when we first started, I think his name was Kellen Lewis. Was the yes. Quarterback. Was yeah. Talented. talented. Yeah. But it was like, he was asked to do everything. You know? Yeah. Antoine Randall asked, to, asked do everything. to do everything. So, you know, I think that's part of it that, you know, you're, you're exposed a little bit physically when you're asked to do all, all these different things. And now he's just asked to drop back and throw that thing around. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, audio edibles every day. We appreciate you. Courtesy of CFB Nation presented by Twisted Tea. And of course, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. We thank our big brother. Howard Griffin for joining us today. Uh, Howard, when you start the uh, petition to get rid of Barry Lunny Jr., make sure I sign it. Okay. Woo! And uh, whenever that NIL starts that collective for a, a feasible quarterback <laughs> at, at U of I, let, let me know. Okay, bro? Right, let, you, let me know. <laughs> All right, bro. Have a great I appreciate weekend. you, bro. Yep. All right. Don't forget, subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. Every time we go live, you'll know. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. We spin it different. We appreciate everybody in the chat. Uh, Just an announcement. The Super Chat is back. You know, so moving forward, if you guys want to send us a Super Sticker, a Super Chat, it has been enabled. And they got mad at us because we played a video off of somebody's Twitter feed. I finally got an answer and had to go through reapplying and all of that stuff. So super stickers back. Chat is back. Super chat is back. So man, we'll probably do another show. Left said he wants to do uh, some type of show tomorrow since we don't have to talk all Notre Dame and we'll have some special guests. So we'll be posting that time a little bit later tonight so great appreciation to you guys have a uh great fabulous weekend continue to be blessed notre dame fans but most of all you gotta make sure that you spend it different everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance from functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.